Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to another episode of the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I'm your commissioner. And I'm the Waz. And uh, we're going to kick this one off and uh, talk about the draft, which was last night. Um, we're going to go through eventually and talk about the best values and the worst values from every team. And then we'll also get into some questions that we had uh, from some of our listeners uh, later towards the draft. And then we got a, a little a little story to end, uh, end, the, end the show. All righty, let's get into it. All right, Andy. So uh, with this, we're going to go through and talk about the best values, the worst values from uh, each team from the draft. So... Um, a little clarification there. Um, I don't think you're going to see a ton of first-round picks here, even though they're probably the best players on our teams. Uh, Nick taking David Johnson first overall. It's a fine pick, but, I mean, that's not necessarily a great value on David Johnson. Mm-hmm. So We're looking for guys that maybe should have been drafted um, a whole lot earlier, <laughs> um, and they kind of fell to somebody, or um, players that really were reached that they could have waited on and, and really should never even have drafted where they did. All right, so uh, I'll start off with Nick uh, since he was first. And so I think the best value for Nick was his taking of Russell Wilson at pick 81. Um, I think that was a great pick. I think Russell Wilson easily ends as a top five uh, quarterback. And I think in what's 81 would be the eighth round, I believe. I think in the round nine, beginning actually. of round nine. Okay, so I think in the ninth round, taking Russell Wilson, great pick. Great value on a guy that's going to score you a lot of points. Um, I personally think the worst value on Nick's team was taking Mike Evans at pick 20. Uh, it's the last pick of round two. I think there was other <coughs> there was other wide receivers on the league and the board still that he could have gone with, like a Devontae Adams. Uh, I think... Mike Evans has a low floor, uh, especially without Jameis Winston for the start of the season. I just, I don't have great hopes for Mike Evans. Pick two was Joe. I think you've got Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Joe. Um, well, actually, it was Baby Bird was picked oh, two. You're right. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll start off with Baby Bird here. I thought, uh, although he was eyeing Christian McCaffrey and Devonta Freeman, I think Joe Mixon in the third was the better better value out of all three of those. Um, I really think he's going to be, in a standard league at least, better than Christian McCaffrey or, or Devonta Freeman. I think he's got a bigger upside. Um, he's not in a, as big of a timeshare. Um, so I think Joe Mixon was probably his best pick of the draft. But his worst, I mean, it had to have been Ronald Jones in the sixth. I mean, Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber is the starter, as, as, as awful as that is to say. As excited Alex was to draft Peyton Barber, um, Baby Bird just went in for Ronald Jones, who, although may eventually get some touches here and there and may eventually grow into a bigger role, he just became a running back slave at that point. He was too concerned about his three wide receiver ones from last year and just felt like he had to get a running back there when there were awesome wide receivers like Corey Davis, who went right after him, still on the board. Um, so leading off into number three, Joe. Joe, I know you didn't you know, pick your own draft, but I got to be honest, I feel like we did a pretty good job. Um, I thought your best values was your was at your two three turn, uh, coming around at at picks eighteen and then what would that have been uh, twenty three, uh, 
grabbing Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams as your number one and number two wide receivers. I mean, that is just a stud core. You're, it's a start it and forget it for both those guys if they're healthy. Um, you never have to worry about your two wide receivers for the rest of the year. Um, the worst the worst pick, the one that I regret doing, is getting you Will Fuller in round 10. I just really don't like Will Fuller at all. I think uh, it's a touchdown regression to the max. I, I, there's no way he can repeat uh, the insane uh, efficiency that he had on his targets and on his catches. Um, yeah, Deshaun Watson's a great player, and the Texans will probably be, probably be a lot better this year. I'm just not a big Will Fuller guy, especially with all the other uh, weapons that they've added to that roster. I want to add a caveat for that just because um, Joe didn't draft his team. I really don't think there was much better options right around there. No. Uh, I think we did better than an auto draft would have done, but I don't think anything is as good as drafting your own team. So next year, Joe, draft your own team. Not two minutes before the draft. Cancel. Yeah. Anyways, pick four, I believe, was Benson. I think Benson's best value was uh, DeAndre Hopkins in round two. Pick 17. DeAndre Hopkins should not have fallen to 17. Um, I don't think I have to say anything else. He was the number one wide receiver last year. Even if he regresses back to the mean, he's still easily a top five. And the fact that Benson got him in the end of the second round, just props to you, Benson. I mean, you didn't really do anything to get him, but you were smart enough to just not overthink it and take him at pick 17. Great job. I think the worst value was pick... 37 for you, you took Alshon Jeffrey, who's injured, <laughs> who plays on the Philadelphia Eagles, um, arguably not even the number one receiver. I don't know what you were thinking there. Um, I think you like Alshon Jeffrey ever since he knocked me out of the playoffs in garbage time at Chicago. I'm going to stop talking because I'm getting too heated. Pick five was Pat. Uh, I also have him. He, I think his best value along the same line, second round, pick 16. He takes Odell Beckham Jr. Great second round pick. However, Pat's third round is his worst value. He took Travis Kelsey. With Gronk still on the board, he took Travis Kelsey in the middle of the third round. That's, Thank you. I don't, I don't agree with that pick. I think that's a horrible value. I think there's tight ends you could have got in round 8-9. I do not like the Travis Kelsey pick. Um, who's next? Uh, next, I think it's me. I drafted 6. It's you, yep. Okay, so I got you as well. Um, I think your best value pick, you had a lot, of, a lot of good value picks. I think your best one, my personal favorite, was Jordan Howard at pick 26. I think you got, you got a guy who, for the two years he's been in the league, has been a top 10 running back in standard leagues. Uh, that was with a, an atrocious offense. I think you put him into Matt Nagy's offense. He has no competition for running the ball. Sure, Tariq Cohen for passing. But no one else is touching that ball as a true running back. I think that's great value, and uh, it's a good pick. I think your worst pick, I know you're high on the guy, but I think at pick 46, you took Juju Smith-Schuster. Don't love that pick. Don't love him as a wide receiver, too. Um, I think there was better options in that round. Um, I think next up at seven was... I think it was Kyle. I think it was Kyle. I think it was Kyle. So, so Kyle um, kind of fell in... Eight, Antonio Brown kind of fell into your lap uh, in the first round. And if you can get Antonio Brown uh, at pick number seven, uh, you're sitting pretty. Yeah, the uh, 
fantasy footballers said, saddle a stud, and the stud is a top running back or Antonio Brown. And I firmly agree with that. Pick seven, Antonio Brown, steal the draft. Yeah. Great job there. Way to just press the button. I also want to give a close second to uh, Sony Michelle pick in uh, in round eight. I know, you know, with he's injured, but the Pats did pick him first round, and I think he does end up being the, the running back to own in the Pats offense, which always has an insane amount of rushing touchdowns. So that's a good future pick uh, down the road, playoff time pick um, at, at pick number 74. Um Although it did add to your New England stash, so I don't know how I feel about that exactly. But the pick at the time was good. Uh, your worst, dude, I mean, you reached for Tom Brady, bro. I mean, at Always pick 54 does. in the sixth round, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, um, even Deshaun Watson, and they, those guys are all still on the board. And they're all going to be better than Tom Brady this year. Tom Brady was only a QB1 50% of the time last year, man. Tim Brady, motherfuckers! 50% of the time, he was worth a start. I feel like you, there's other people at, at round six that could have given you a startable week more than 50% of the time at the value uh, that you were sitting there. Um, at least get Russell Wilson, who's finished uh, you know, a top five quarterback past like three or four years. Cam Newton, even though he had one down year, has been top three quarterback three out of four years. Like, come on, man. Um, after Kyle, uh, we drop back down to Alex. Uh, to Alex. That's you, right? I've got Alex. I think the best value pick on Alex's team does not exist. We're going to go with two worst values for Alex. Derek Henry, pick 28. The reason I hate the Derrick Henry pick is because, sure, he played second fiddle to DeMarco Murray. To DeMarco Murray, where the wagon was burning, the wheels were off, and there was no horse pulling the cart, and they still gave DeMarco Murray the rock. I know. I owned DeMarco Murray last year. It was brutal. But he still got more touches than Derrick Henry. They get rid of DeMarco Murray, and what do they do? They go out and find Deion Lewis and sign him, and he got paid. He got paid. They're not going to sign DeMar- their Deion Lewis and not use him. Derrick Henry, is he might be the starter, but he's going to be the starter of a 50-50 timeshare. I do not like your Derrick Henry pick. Above that, worst value than that, pick 68. What round is pick 68? Can you find this for me? Yeah, pick 68. Pick 68 and thinks round 6 or 7. Round Round 7. Your round 7 pick. There's still... Read some guys that went after that. Oh. You've got got Sony Michelle. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. You took the Jaguars defense in round 7. That's horrible. That's horrible value. Horrible value. It's about seven rounds too soon. You took the Jaguars' defense. Can we go also talk about the fact how in round 13 he then picked the Ravens' defense? Like, when are you not going to start the Jacksonville defense? If you pick him, I understand, but and given the fact that he picked him, you should never pick him. Round, round 13 for the Ravens' defense is a good pick if you don't already have Jacksonville in round seven. Yes. But he did. Horrible value. Thanks who's, for the wasted roster spot, who's man. Who's pick nine? Pick nine... Um, this was Sam. So, Sam, although typically has one of the worst drafting strategies out of the group, uh, actually did have a couple bright spots. I, I loved Melvin Gordon, actually, uh, at, at, in the first round at pick nine. I think he will finish better than Alvin Kamara that was over him. That was picked before him. I think he will finish better than Leonard Fournette. 
Uh, I loved Melvin Gordon this year. I think his usage goes, uh, his uh, efficiency gets better, and his usage just stay exactly uh, stays exactly where it was, if not grows. So I was good pick. I was really hoping Sam would pick him at twelve, because I would have taken him at ten. But uh, obviously, it's first round. Sam's going Melvin Gordon. We had that penciled in since last year. Really, since Melvin Gordon was drafted in the since league, Mel- yeah. every single year since. That's then. accurate. So good pick. Um, I also was actually a fan of you holding. I was so impressed at the way that you held off on Aaron Rodgers. Oh my God! Yes. I don't know how you did. that. I don't know how he did. Either. How did you train yourself? He you must have been slapping yourself. He had to all sit years. on his hands, or he, he was like handcuffed. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers. No. That's how I envisioned that was, you, you on your clicker, your mouse clicker for Aaron Rodgers. That was really impressive, Sam. Shout out to you for holding off on Rodgers until what, round five? Round six. Round, round six. six even. <laughs> round six. That's a great value, actually, uh, for Aaron Rodgers. So I've got to give it to you uh, on that one. But uh, unfortunately for you, everything else was basically trash. So uh, your round two pick of A.J. Green, dude, I don't know what the fuck you were thinking right there, man. He took A.J. Green before Odell. Before DeAndre Hopkins, before Julio Jones, that's... Bro, what the hell are you thinking? There's no way that A.J. Green has the offensive potential in Cincinnati to finish as the top wide receiver in the league. Who's Cincinnati's quarterback? It's Andy Dalton. Oh, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Who's uh, Odell's quarterback? Um, That'd be Eli Manning. Would you say he's better or worse than Cincinnati's quarterback? Because two Super Bowl rings will get to him. Who's uh, DeAndre Hopkins' quarterback? Deshaun Watson. Would you say he's better or worse than Adrian Green in quarterback? I don't. I don't know if I. Uh, I don't understand the question. I don't think that's. Yeah. I Would you really say Matty Ice throwing to Julio is better than the guy throwing AJ Green the ball? Well, yeah. I I think on the, purely on the fact that Matty Ice doesn't have red hair. So. I think the fact that Matty Ice has the nickname Matty Ice. Yeah. What's what's uh. It's just frustrating. Yeah. It was frustrating. I mean, it was great for the rest of us because that allowed me to land Julio myself. But I gotta be honest, bro. That was that was just that was dumb. That was dumb. That was uh, before Michael Thomas as it well. It was before Michael Thomas. I would have taken Michael Thomas so, over. Also, Thomas. shocking. Sam didn't go Devontae Adams there. I know. I'm surprised. Nuts. No Packers. Very surprised. Gronk isn't even on his team. Gronk is not. That's weird. It's a weird year for Sam Richards. That's for sure. Yeah. And then last was me, Andy. Take it away. Last. All right. So, Ryan, um, I do think you had a couple good picks this year. Uh, I loved T.Y. Hilton. I had 16 picks, and you think a couple of them were good. That's that's encouraging. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, you're in for a treat, listeners, for the rest of my the rest of this podcast in the futures. Um, but, yeah, T.Y. Hilton going in round four, uh, pick 31. If you got Andrew Luck as your quarterback, T.Y. Hilton is a top 10 wide receiver minimum. Like, that's oh, no. his floor. And to be able to grab him in round four, um, I would have taken T.Y. Uh, over a lot of guys that went before him. And so uh, I thought that was a great pick. Uh, I believe in a healthy Andrew Luck. Well, I drafted him, so I better. Um, so that was an awesome pick. And then your quarterback. I mean, way to way to hold off on the quarterback. Phillip Rivers, round 12, uh, and pick 130. I think it was even round 14. It had been like round 14 at that point. It was late. I mean... Philip Rivers, top ten quarterback, basically every year for the past ten years has he been in the league. I mean, it's just stupid. The guy's just an automatic four thousand yards, twenty five touchdowns. Like, just lock it in, book it. Uh, great value over uh, trying to reach for some guys like maybe Carson Carson Wentz a little bit early, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford. I, I really like that pick. Uh, my least favorite pick for you had to have been Adam Thielen, uh, right before T. Y. Hilton. If, uh, if I was sitting there at, at, at pick 30, knowing the way the draft was going, I probably would have gone a running back there. I thought about it. 
Um, and I really just don't think that Thielen is going to be the guy in Minnesota. Stefan Diggs, he's just more talented flat out, and you got a new quarterback coming in. Uh, who knows which direction he's going to go, but most of the time you're going to throw the ball to the guy that's got the more talent. So Adam Thielen had a great year last year, 96 catches, 1,200 yards, four touchdowns. That kind of sucks. Touchdowns uh, got to go up. You say that he's never been a big touchdown guy. So my my we'll thought go. is there's no there's no debating here. No, I didn't I'm just telling you debate. my thought. He had 140 targets last year. There's no way he gets 140 targets. Simply again telling this year. you my thought. Adam Thielen stays on the field. Stefan Diggs often gets hurt. I thought it was a safer pick. I thought T. Y. Hilton's more boomer bust guy. So I went with a guy that might have a lower uh, ceiling, but also a higher floor. Okay, that's uh, that's fair reasoning. That was just the that was the worst value pick that I, that I saw. I thought you could have gone a couple different directions, but. That's the end of our, our, our best and worst value. Um, sorry, Alex, you just really pissed the bed this time again, so appreciate that. Um, now we're going to get into a, a, a little We're going to have a letter to one of our league mates. Yeah. yeah. So um, this is going to be a probably a recurring segment, part, segment, segment of the uh, podcast. And uh, this week's letter goes out to a guy that we all know as our current champion, Nick Kremko. So... Dear Nick, thanks for having a dominant draft and a dominant 2017 season. And then following it up with one of the worst drafts ever. Not only did you forget about the RB2 slot, you also took some risky wide receivers. Instead of Devontae Adams, who has Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball, you took low floor Mike Evans without Jameis Winston to start the season. And then you took the human Jenga experiment, Keenan Allen. He's a hit from a feather away from a broken knee. We all appreciate your piss poor effort in 2018. We know that you're hungover, but we also know that you have a really big Duchess hangover, and this year is not gonna go your way. Now, Let's get into uh, some feedback from the league in a segment that we call Peeps from the Peanut Gallery. So, uh, Andy, I'll start us off. Okay, okay. Let me ask you this. All right. Why Saquon in round one? You know, that's a good question. I thought a lot about that. I was actually targeting Saquon all summer. He was he was on my list. I even told some deceptive lies that I was going Kareem Hunt. Uh, that was the, that would have been the biggest mistake of my life. Uh, but Saquon, uh, a lot of people say, oh, unproven, going into an offense that was bad last year. Well, yeah, they were trash. But then they drafted a new guard in the second round. They uh, they paid big money to grab the best left tackle, best left tackle, Nate Soldier in free agency to upgrade that offensive line. You get Odell Beckham Jr. back. You, ha- you have a great tight end, young tight end, and Evan Ingram. And Eli Manning, yeah, he's not the greatest, but he's not going to lose it for you if you have that much talent around. And you had Saquon Barkley, who is in the 99th percentile in basically every single uh, measurable at the Combine, go into this team. He's almost guaranteed 325 touches. I would call that a, a floor for him. I mean, nobody's going to give the ball to Jonathan Stewart. The guy had negative four rushing or four rushes for one negative one yards in the last preseason game against the Lions. Like, that is just not going to happen. You got to get. He's going to have almost 350 touches on an offense that's going to be a lot better. 
He's a bell cow. All right. What's the next question? All right. All right, Ryan. So uh, the, the peeps want to know, what will Sam do when his favorites retire from the NFL? Okay, that's a good question. Well, you see, his his favorite is Melvin Gordon. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. So he's, he's set there. Um, in years past, he's been a big Michael Crabtree fan. He moved on from him to Mari Cooper. So I think that one's, that one's safe. He took Amari Cooper. Um, Jordy Nelson already retired. Wait. Nope. No, no, no. no. He's no. he's on the Raiders. He drafted That's, him too. Is that the same thing as he's retiring? Got, he's got he's got <laughs> Re- retiring Raiders. Both start with ours. So I think it's about the same thing. Demarius Thomas, longtime Sam Richards favorite. He drafted him this year. Actually, he's, a really good pick. He's a good pick. He's got a couple seasons left. I don't know what he does when he's gone. Maybe Cortland Sutton to stay in the Broncos. I don't know. Shocking twist of the draft. He did not take Gronk. That one I didn't see coming. Mm-mm. Instead, he took. Uh, did he take Greg Olson? Is that something? I think he took I Greg. Think he took Greg. So he went from one old dude to another old dude. Um, I like the Greg Olson pick, but he's no Gronk. No. Um, so I think Sam will find other replacements. Other washed up replacements to replace his washed up team members to yeah. answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what else you got for me? All right, all right. This uh, this is also a little bit out of left field, but what is the meaning of life? You know, that's a good question, and I want to answer it like this. There are four people in the league that could give you the right answer to this question, and those four people are myself, Pat, Nick, and Benson. After you win the Duchess, the meaning of life is abundantly clear. The meaning of life is to win the Duchess. There is not another feeling that will fulfill you in the same way. There is nothing in this world worth living for like being a Duchess champion. So that answer is really, really easy. The meaning of life is to win the Duchess. Question for you. What are Joe's odds of winning the league since we drafted his team? This is a good question and one that uh, I think a lot of people actually were were asking as the draft was going on. And I got to be honest, I like Joe's team a lot. Deshaun Watson, where he went, although I didn't love Deshaun, you know, I didn't wasn't a huge Deshaun Watson guy this year. He's a good player. He fell far enough to be good value. Le'Veon Bell, that's a stud in round one. I know he wanted Gurley, but he didn't get us his login soon enough. So sorry, man. It's on you. You know his RB two. This is where you know people were starting to get a little sketchy. He got he's got Mark Ingram in the slot right now. Obviously, he's out for the first four weeks and has a week six buy or something. Mm-hmm. Week five buy. So, first half of the year, doesn't have Mark Ingram. When he does come back, that's a great value. Uh, could be a solid RB2, if not a flex. In the meantime, in like round seven, we got him Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead is a solid RB2, especially to start the year. With Julian Edelman out, Sony Michelle hurt. Who else is carrying the ball? Sexy Rexy, man. Sexy Rexy. He is a plug-and-play RB2 with RB1 potential, at least for the first half of the year. Uh, he's also got a future pick in Rashad Penny uh, that may burst onto the scene later in the year and overtake Chris Carson. I'm, I'm not concerned about his RB2 slot. And then I, I've already talked about the Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams picks. Those were steals. Those were solid. Never going to have to worry about that. Zach Ertz had him last year. Worked well. Maybe, I think we took him in round five. That's not horrible value for Zach Ertz. And he'll be Ertz. better once Carson Wentz is back, too. And your flex being Stefan Diggs. Dude, that's pretty good, man. Stefan Diggs is a fringe wide receiver one, solid wide receiver two, and you got him in your flex. 
You also got the Chargers as a defense. Chargers against KC. A young rookie quarterback in, in game one. That's a great matchup. Adam Vinatieri has been a top five kicker every year that Andrew Luck has played. You got a good starting lineup. You can work with your bench through the waiver process. I think Joe's got a good shot at getting I, back to the I would say this. Joe is not repeating his 11-1 season. But as we've discussed in previous podcasts, Six and seven can get you in, or it can get you last place. Seven and six gets you in to the to the playoffs. Once Joe's in the playoffs and Mark Ingram's fully back onto the Saints, he's got a hell of a team. So I give Joe I give Joe as good of odds as anyone. I give him better than some obvious people. <coughs> Sam, <coughs> Alex. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, that successfully answers that question. Okay. All right, Ryan. I got one here for you. Also concerning playoffs, how pissed will everyone be when Sam Richards makes the playoffs this year? It won't happen. No one will be mad. Next question. Um, I got one for you. Also, it's also a pissed question. Okay. How pissed will I be if I go back-to-back Casper? Well, I'm kind of curious with how you're going to kill yourself. I think it's going to either be plain in traffic or... You're going to try and drive over to uh, the Detroit Lions uh, game at some point this uh, later this fall and just try and run onto the field and tackle LeGarrette Blunt for some reason. And so I, I just I don't know how you're going to be able to handle it. Um, you know, there were a lot of factors going on last year that we hope you've cleared up by then, but uh, I guess it remains to be seen. We're going to have to keep a watchful eye on you as we approach the, the caster of this year. I'll say this since the question's about me. I don't think it'll happen, but I didn't think it would happen last year either. If it happens, I will probably listen to Bo Burnham's song, Kill Yourself, and just keep trying things until one works. So, that answers that. Big fan of letting Oprah sit on your face. I'm a big fan of making toast in the tub. I don't know. Anyways, uh, you got one more question for me. I got the final question here. Is man naturally good or evil, and why? This is a good question. This is a good question. To answer this question, I think I think there's two types of people in the world. Okay? Okay. There are those who help your fantasy team, and there are those who hurt your fantasy team. And I think those who help your fantasy team are naturally good people. I think those who hurt your fantasy team are naturally bad people. And I think the answer is pretty simple. If the meaning of life is to win the Duchess, good people help you do that. Bad people prevent you from doing that. So what was the strategy to dating Maya last year? There was not a strategy to dating Maya last year. That was uh, mistakes were made. And uh, let's uh, let's, let's send this show out. as always, I'm your commish. I'm the Waz. And uh, we really, truly meant to have Baby Bird on today. Sorry, man. Um, we're at 27 minutes already. We totally ran out of time. Um, next pod, bro. Next pod. Next pod for sure. Andy, when was your last championship? We'll see you next time.